Um, what to say? What to say? Oops. <laughs> Scott, Sorry. You're, you're, you're really fumbling for your words and you're fumbling for yeah. your mic. Grab my microphone. Um, okay. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon, and I am snapping, going off, riding the big ones, baby. Hang 10. My name's James, and I'm a bad fish, too. My name's Brennan, and I vacation at the White Lotus. And my name's Ryan, and you can throw me back in the ocean with the rest of the bad fish. <laughs> That's okay. You can stay. We need you here. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Super. Hell yeah. We don't usually pull the curtain back, but today we're recording on uh, 2222 Tuesday because it's it's all of the twos today. It's February 22nd, 2022. And it's a Tuesday. And it's 222 a.m. right now. Yep, we're recording at 2.22 a.m. We woke up early just to do this for you. I, I just stayed up. I didn't even go to bed. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cranking this one out. You're cranking it out? Oh, right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What's As that, we speak. What's that sound like? Oh, uh, it sounds a little like... Uh, and it sounds a little something like this. Whoop! Okay. Uh, we watched a movie. The Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Yeah, we are. We watched a movie. We watched Rip Girls. Rip, Rip. Girls. Girls, yeah, not rip curls, not to be confused with rip curl. I was. Oh, old. it's not. I thought it was R.I.P. Girls because her <laughs> mom is dead. Oh, oh that was a good one. Spoiler uh, you, alert! You really, you really tore tore into her. I really <laughs> ripped into it. You eviscerated. You really threw her against the rocks. Really owned her for having a dead parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But before we get fact, into all that, her mom wasn't dead, but then they had budget cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Had to rework the script. They they, they, <laughs> they slashed the paper and slashed her throat. They made a mistake that they hired the stepmom, and they were like, oh, wait, we didn't hire the mom. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> anyway, before we get too much into the movie, we called the Disney panel Tipsy Channel for a reason. Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was perfectly wrong. That was You pulled it off amazingly. That was really great. I almost didn't notice. <laughs> Ryan's drunk. That was lightning no. in a bottle. That was so good. I, I'm not. I promise. Yeah, but uh, I'm getting there. We um we have a drink every time. James makes a drink every time, and it's always delicious. This one is great. James, tell it's us about good. this drink. Well, uh, like the people who wrote this movie, my understanding of Hawaii is just surface level. So this is the Hawaiian punch punch. <laughs> it's it's uh, equal parts uh, vodka, Hawaiian punch, fruit punch specifically, uh, ginger ale, and pineapple juice. Uh, I used a cup for all of those, and then uh, a quarter cup of orange juice all served over ice. Can't be easier to make, and it is actually really delicious. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, I, you know, I can kind of taste everything in it, too. Right? They all blend really well, like the ginger ale with the pineapple and the orange juice. It, it's it's a nice combo. Yeah. Yeah. I would make this for a party or a lau-wau, lau-wau, lu-wau, lui? A what? A uh, excuse me? 
A law wow? A lao lao. That is a Hawaiian delicacy. Yeah. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a lovely place. I've been, and everybody should go. Um, but be nice about it. You know, it's it's a very delicate place. So mm-hmm. be nice when you go. Yeah, they have no water. All their water is diverted to tourism. Yeah, and uh, don't throw away any garbage there. You have to bring it all back with you. It's like um, pack in and pack out kind of thing. Sure. Like if you take a shit, you have to bring in toilet paper back to California with you. Mm. That's how it works. Okay, good. And to don't know. bring your mom there. Otherwise, you know, she'll die. She'll die. <laughs> hey, guess what? You can make you can make this drink with your with your luau or, or whatever you want to. You can just make it on your own if you like. We're gonna post the recipe to our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Check it out. Make the drink. Drink it up. Really nice. Mm. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, where should we start? From the beginning? Uh, so this is episode one of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, and we're a podcast that watches and reviews all the Disney Channel original movies from A to Xenon. Oh, God. So we have like 112 left to go? I started, I started the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you should go back to the ocean. Um, I yeah. could do this. Okay. We could do this right. without Sounds you. Sounds good. Go back to the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Go back to the ocean. Uh, Rip Girls is about a young girl named Sydney uh, who is now the sole inheritor of a of a plantation in Hawaii. Um, It belonged to her mom uh, who died. Uh, Her father is just some dude who remarried uh, some other woman and then moved to Chicago. And uh, now they're back. Uh, they have to stay for two weeks in order for Sydney to get the inheritance. Um, and surprise, surprise, uh, she finds some cool stuff on the island that makes her want to stay and not sell it for to these, you know, the evil real estate people. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, it's it's coming of age. I feel like this one is more coming. Like every single decom has the description coming of age because it's about little kids. Um, I feel like this one is maybe the most coming of age one that we've seen of all of them. Hmm. Just in that, like, she's kind of a blank slate protagonist who then just meets people who encourage her to develop a personality uh, beyond just being agreeable and um, sitting on the sidelines. Well said. Thank you. I wrote the Wikipedia article. About My it. work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> This is another one of those movies, by the way. Those like you know, those early decoms where the plot description on Wikipedia is so long, like possibly longer than the script itself. They really that keeps happening with decoms on Wikipedia. I want to know who it is. I'm sure we could find it, right? Like we could look into who edited it. Um, Oh sure. In fact, the most recent edit on this on the Rip Girls Wikipedia was one month ago. And what could they have possibly been updated that was uncovered about this movie a month ago? It appears they updated the cast. Um, oh, they removed all of the hyphens that were in between the actor and character name, and they replaced it with as. That's really important, and it's really important that they made a note of the change that they made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that I mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Um, you should all be glad that you know that, too. 
it appears it removed 14 bytes from the the web page. So wow, mm. so that's precious space. So that way, when we all condense all of Wikipedia onto my flash drive, when uh, the calamity occurs, I'll, I'll have saved 14 bytes exactly. of data on the Rip Girls 2000 Wikipedia page. Well, I mean, you don't have to get all of Wikipedia. Just get the decoms. Just get the important stuff. Well, hopefully before the calamity happens, we'll finish reviewing all of them. Hope so. The first, the person who actually put this up there is named Aspects, and they have 282,000 edits oh my to Wikipedia. God. So they wow. are a tireless contribu- contributor. Uh, and in fact, they have uh, a, a Wikipedia commendation as such. Yeah, that's incredible. I wonder if they did all the decoms or if they were just doing like this one in particular. Maybe they really liked it. I went to their page and they love parakeets and they hate vandalism. <laughs> I didn't even know you could log those things on Wikipedia. <laughs> that that sounds like a uh, an elementary school project. Loves parakeets. <laughs> hates vandalism (laughs) oh aspects we appreciate you please uh come on our show um hey so this movie's about surfing has anybody here surfed no tried it once james tell us all about it (laughs) well i took my brother's board who was a little better than me but not much uh this was years after he had gone uh he had a long board much like sydney in this movie um and I wore a rash guard, and I still really irritated my chest, and <laughs> in particular, nipples. Oh, man. Mm. Didn't feel great. Uh, it was cool to be out there, though. I could see how it would be nice, especially in Hawaii when the water is warm. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Atlantic is not particularly warm, and the waves are not particularly good. Mm-hmm. But I would, gi- I would give it like a 7 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah. For something that irritated your nipples. For a summer activity, it is really cool. Mm-hmm. I did I've I've done something similar. I tried it out for like a half hour or so. And I wasn't very good at it. But it's yeah. it's it's entertaining. It's fun. Yeah. Um but I'm just thinking about Sydney out there on this board wearing like her wearing like the spaghetti strap tee and and just like, you know, regular shorts. Regular clothes. Yeah. yeah there's no sneakers. way that wasn't awful. At one point she wore sneakers <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> like Converse. Oh man. Yeah. And I feel like if you're inappropriately dressed when you're surfing, like your clothes don't stay on either. Like Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. I, I noticed that too, but then I was like, oh there of all okay, maybe I'm getting too into this, but there, that had a point in that she couldn't bring uh, a bathing suit because sh- she didn't want her parents to know that she had gone in the water, yeah. only that mm-hmm. she'd been near it. Mm-hmm. She's sneaking away. She's sneaking yeah. away, yeah. So I guess if, if we can back up a little bit, we should probably mention that her dad is the helicopter parent in this situation, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and her stepmom is the more permissive one. She's very sweet, the stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I think, the best step-parent we've seen in any of these movies. Probably. Um, but yeah, the dad's a real jerk off and I'm just going to give him an F right away oh, for, yeah. the, for the decom dad hour. Yeah, definitely. Dad fails the decom dad hour. He couldn't well, even, he couldn't he even pull off grief. a Hawaiian shirt. No, yeah. he couldn't pull off a Hawaiian shirt. 
Yeah, he he does have grief. Um, but his I mean his approach to to the grief is to just shelter his daughter, who is also grieved right. from ever yeah. getting closure uh, about the passing right. of his wife and her mother. And dad never talks about the mom either to the girl. Like that's a great way to sort of deal with one's grief is to talk about it. And yet all he does is uh, shut it away. Yeah. What um, a shame. Yeah. More yapping, please. <laughs> Should we just do the dad hour uh, uh, out top? Oh, oh, we're in it, baby. <laughs> we're knee deep in dad right now. For those of you who don't know, the decom dad hour is very simple. You grade the dads or not. And there's only one dad in this movie, as far as I know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Gia, Gia has a dad who's not on screen. Um, uh-huh. He's he he left the family. He gets an F2. Yeah, he didn't call yeah. her on her birthday. Because he lives so. in Bali or Australia or something. Yeah, one of those yeah. two. So he gets an F2. Um, but... but um, What's her name's dad? His Sydney. name is yeah. Sydney's, Sydney's dad. dad is named Ben, and he gets an F. Yeah, I it's agree ba- with that grade. Bad movie for dads overall. Good movie for moms. Bad movie for dads. Yeah, great movie for moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we gotta acknowledge the moms in this. Um, uh, for, I mean, stepmom. Yeah. Good mom. Supportive. A. Helps. Uh, for, helps forge the uh, a, a true bond between father and daughter. Um. And then there's Gia. So Gia's the friend that Sydney meets uh, on the island. She surfs. She gets Sydney to surf. She's very cool, very fun. Um, and Gia's mom, who knew Sydney's late mother, uh, is also very cool and very nice um, and gives her stitches and fixes her surfboard and brings her to see whales. Yeah. A plus. All good things. A plus. Yeah, A plus definitely. Mom. Cool mom. I'm sure all of us had one of the had the cool mom that that you knew growing up. Like your like your parents wouldn't let you do some cool thing, and then you had a friend, and they had the cool mom, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you can, you can, you can do that. You can." We have a trampoline at our house. You, you can fun. buy those candy cigarettes. Yeah, you, you can come over and s- smoke pot in the backyard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. as long as you're doing it in the house. Yeah, this one's for cool moms. As long as you share a little with your mom and mm-hmm. your cool friend Betty who comes over on Friday nights. This <laughs> one so goes out to mom's cool friend Betty who comes over on Friday nights. <laughs> Cheers to Betty. She's been single for five years and she's loving every second of it. Mm-hmm. But damn, can she make a good charcuterie board? Mm, that's her talent. Betty brings the brownies, and here's her secret. She, it's the boxed ones, but you just cook them for a minute less. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stay a little gooey. The secret? Two eggs instead <laughs> of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, love yeah. this and lots of weed! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if we still want to talk about the movie, which I don't really care if we do or not. We got a little. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sydney tries to fit in. You know, that's a whole coming of age thing. She tries to make friends, and they all seem to like her. They're all very aloha. They're vibey as fuck. I love vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They say awesome in a way that it, I don't know. I felt it. I felt yeah. it was usually. I think awesome is a throwaway word. I really think it's part of the uh, the lexicon. Yeah, they're they're genuinely community. full of awe every time that they're saying it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's got that um, 
late nineties, early two thousands sheen of uh you know, teen happiness and uh wonder, I guess. I think a lot of that comes down to the music, the scoring of this movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot to write down who did it, but like they kept using that that sound that like you get on a Yamaha keyboard that makes it sound like you're in an underground cave. Yeah. It, it's like it's it it sounds like a mystical bell. Mm. Yeah, that's I I think that di- that gave this movie a lot of its uh, charm. Yeah, Very that that in the ska it. music. Yeah, surfing got ska. You got Ma- it. mother uh, mother uh, daughter father stepmother interactions got twinkly vibey music. Mm-hmm. Rude boy, pick it up. Uh, <laughs> working on a surfboard got rap music at one point. Yes, and yeah, that's, that's it. True. Mm-hmm. That's that's all the music in this, but there was constant like vibey, emotional, twinkly music. Yeah, near constant. Very little lack of soundtrack. I think maybe the only times I remember that happening, the only time I remember not hearing music, was when Sydney crashed on her board, and like that, the music yeah. cut out, and I was like, oh, something bad is about to happen. Yeah, like it was very obvious. Um, which means that they must have had music for the first like forty straight yeah. minutes. Speaking of sound too. This movie is one of, I think, the biggest offenders when it comes to amount of ADR. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It is near constant. Every time they're near the beach, which is a lot of the movie, the sound of the waves must have been awful when they were filming, and it's all ADR. Hmm. Yeah. They probably showed up without a boom and was just like, ah, yeah. forget it. We're going to yeah, do We're not going to get anyway. any of this shit. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I watch at double speed or if because I watch on a free website that allows me to watch it at double speed, but or both. Or both. But the 360p, I think, really kind of obscures that. Have you ever tried like just watching the movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> when I was have. The last time. Um, I mean, I can't remember the last one I watched at regular speed, but it was it was pretty painful. It was one of the bad ones. I I remember. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember being like, oh, my God, of all movies, it was this one. I think it was Good Luck, Charlie's It's Christmas. Oh, bad. That's a bad one. You got to watch that at three times. You got screwed there. Yeah. No, I got fucked. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, yes, I have tried it for information. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I honestly don't think it would have made that much of a difference if I'd watched this movie at regular speed. Um, Maybe not. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of substance to this movie, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of supposed to be just like a feel good coming of age. Uh, you know, slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slow burn. Okay, so here's something that that bothered me though, and I thought it was going to be a prevalent problem, and it ended up not being. But which means it shouldn't have been there at all. The fact that in the first ten minutes you're getting all of this like island magic tropes like oh the cabinet opens up on its own to reveal a family photo album of sydney's dead mother Mm -hmm. and oh a cat shows up mysteriously and leads sydney to uh the the abandoned barn where her dead mother's surfboard is like i i don't know i i thought that that was just going to be a, a running thing which which is a terrible trope and they don't need to do that like right Hawaii is an island. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, Brandon. I felt like there could have been more, uh, you know, Tito from Rocket Power, like ancient Hawaiians uh, kind of thing. Yeah, just... Which there was a little. Yeah, you definitely get some of the Hawaiian culture. Um, well, there but, could have been more of that, too. Yeah, and, and less of this, like, you know, mystic aura around all of it. Um, 
But um, this movie does have that guy in it. That one guy who's in everything. Um, oh, I think his um, name is Keone Brown. Yeah. Um, Jeff Garland. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. Keone Young is his name. Um, he is the first... He's the first like island native that they meet when they get to the house. Bo? He walks in, into, yeah, Bo, and he walks in, in a Hawaiian shirt, and he's like, "Oh, what were you expecting? A three-piece suit? Well, we do things a little differently around here." <laughs> I was a little disappointed that he didn't say aloha to them right away. Instead, he said hello or hi or something. He said some then- other thing. He said a, he said a greeting in Hawaiian that uh, I do not recognize. Um, but then he said aloha. You're um, right. But yeah. That guy, that guy rocks. I hope he, I hope he gets compensated well for his work because he is, he has so many acting credits. Yeah, he's done everything. Anyone want to take a guess? How many? Two hundred and fifty-three. Higher. Two hundred and fifty-three. You're very close. Two hundred and fifty-four. Six. Two hundred fifty-six. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Only took me three guesses. Two hundred fifty-six credits. Yeah, two hundred fifty-six. Wow, that's the resolution of of the image that Brandon's looking at. Two fifty-six. Two fifty-six p. But it's one pixel for every credit he has. Brandon so. just keeps zooming in a picture of this man's face. He's extremely cute. He is extremely cute. No, he just does everything. Um, he was the president in in a movie. No, that's not true. He was in Men in Black Three. Wow. He was, he was in Crank. He was the president in Crank. Yeah. He just uh, he just does, and he does a ton of animation, so he's everywhere. Good for him. He's like the he's like the guy who he should have had had a more interesting role. He's the one who brings them to the realtors, who are the bad guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and he just like sits there and looks disappointed when he thinks that the island is going to yeah, get sold. That's a hundred percent his role in this film. He deserved to have like one good heart to heart with with Sydney. Yeah, or to guide her in some way, whether that's physically guide her or spiritually guide her. No, no spiritually, because then you get into that island magic trope, which we don't need. No, like I said, I think there should have been more of that. I think maybe we're saying two different things when we refer to island magic. I, I'm talking about like how like the, the charm of how I'm talking about how like the special thing about this Hawaiian island is some mysterious otherworldly godly presence mm-hmm. where it should really just be like respect the people who right, live here. Right. Don't okay. don't don't think that it's special just because you think there's some magic here. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I is the early 2000s. They could have gone either way and they should have gone one of those ways, but instead they went neither of those ways. Yeah. And I guess that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. It's like there was a luau scene and there were some props, but other than that, like it could have been Nantucket or something. <laughs> I think they really kind of blew it with that. I really do. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hawaii is a beautiful and scenic place, and I'm assuming this was shot on location, but... Um, mm, there was... It is a location, but it's not that location. Okay. But anyway, it should have been... Queensland, Australia. Ah, should have known. Um, Bali or Australia or something. <laughs> it was beautiful. It is... Yeah. It is a location, but not that location. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> Can yeah. be said about many movies, truly. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was shot on location, and that location was inside of a film studio. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was shot on location, and it was on the set of a movie <laughs> where it was shot. What a location. Location, movie set. <laughs> Exterior day. <laughs> 
So I was just looking at the director of this movie. Uh, did you guys dig into her at all? Her name is Joyce Chopra. Yep. So hadn't heard about her. She related to Deepak? No. Maybe. But <laughs> no. Um, so uh, looking into her, she has been a filmmaker since the 60s. Wow. Oh, shit. She first became known because she had a documentary about herself called Joyce at 34, which followed her chronicles of being pregnant and juggling her filmmaking career uh-huh. in 1974. Wow. Then That's she cool. directed Rip Girls. I mean, yeah. And like Crossing Jordan. Later. Wow. And Law and Order SVU. Damn, so she's had like a quite TV a career. Director. Yeah. So that means that this was definitely like the end, like the tail end of her career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after Rip Girls, she did the she did the SVU. Yeah. She did the Hollywood Wives, the New Generation. But but digging into it a little bit, which hopefully comes full circle on this, or or goes at least a little deeper. The female character, it's a, it's a female character-driven movie. Definitely passes the Bechdel test, all that stuff. Female director. S- female director, female writer. So I, I do want to say f- what this movie has going for it is extremely positive female figures hmm. who are, in many ways, the, the main male figure is the love interest, Kona, and hmm. uh, Ben, the dad, as well as like the, uh, Bo and the real estate people, but like mostly other than that, it's female characters who are very adept at navigating this world and know what's going on, and like very much like look to other women for strength. So it it has a lot going for it in that regard. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon prefers dude movies. Disney? No, I actually I like I know we're at the, at the end, but I actually really like this movie. I don't know why. I think maybe James just figured it out on my behalf, but, uh, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I just, I, yeah, I mean, like, it. it, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like when your mom's friend Betty comes over with her brownies on a Friday <laughs> night. It's oh yeah. You get. It's comforting. And Betty, yeah. and, and Betty wants to talk to you about like, Oh, you know, what's going on with your friends, what's going on with school. And you know, she's going to ask you the same question two weeks later and she doesn't, she didn't remember the first time, but like, she's still asking. She cares. She makes you feel yeah. warm and gooey, like warm those brownies. Just like those brownies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go, Betty. Maybe a little hazy. Well, Betty's a little hazy, too. <laughs> Betty talks about her nieces and nephews all the time, but you never see them. Mm-mm. She always has stories, but you've known her for a while, and her stories are a little outdated. Something you, must have happened. And you know what? Your mom was watching As the World Turns, and mm. those same things happened to those characters yeah. in that show. <laughs> And Betty's always saying the same thing. Men are dogs. Get a dog. <laughs> and she's here tonight. Welcome, Betty. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, damn, <laughs> Betty. Betty, you don't sound so good. Yo, what are you talking about? This is how I've always sounded. <laughs> just, just never noticed. <laughs> no, Betty's a lot louder, I think. Men are dogs. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand. Men are dogs. Men are dogs. Dogs. Yeah, that 
I had more of that Betty. <laughs> we have some. We have another uh, mom's friend Betty. It's my mom's friend Betty. Just came in. Oh, James. Oh, Betty. Thank you. Can get away. How's your niece? Oh, she's awful. <laughs> she's in the <laughs> hospital. Oh, her evil twin put her in there, huh? Yeah, you heard about that. Yeah. Your mama told you. Yeah. How's work? You still at the factory? Yeah, Betty, I've told you many times, you ask me every week, I don't work at a factory. In fact, there are very few factories in existence around us. My ex-husband went to the factory every day for 30 years, and they fired him, replaced him with a robot. (laughs) You want a Diet Coke? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and see. Thanks for coming, Betty. Thanks, Betty. Men are dogs. See you next week. <laughs> Men are dogs. You don't understand. Never, never trust a man. Get a dog. Hey, Betty asked me if we could do the decom uh, f bomb. She really likes that segment. Uh, well, the answer is no. Are you really going to disappoint Betty like that? Yes. I'm not. Okay. No, no, no. Be- Betty always slips me a twenty every time she leaves. A twenty? Yeah, it, it got oh, bumped wow. up. A lot. Dude, I thought we were talking about outdated mom's friends. Like Betty doesn't give me five bucks. Betty doesn't give me anything. Betty gives me Rolos that she had. A her, Werther's her original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or one of those strawberry candies that you can't seem to buy in stores. Oh my god! Damn, you guys have old parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> my parents were born during the Coolidge administration. <laughs> I don't know. Your parents are Gen Xers. My my mom, one hundred percent is. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my parents are boomers. <laughs> yeah, my parents are boomers. Yeah, there's a Street there's boomers. a generational divide. Okay, decom f bomb. We're doing it. Sorry. It's very Ryan. simple. You give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> it's very simple. You say the word <laughs> "fuck" one time. Because if it was a PG thirteen movie, you could do that. Everybody gets one. I, think, um, I don't know if that's the way PG-13 movies work. I mean, I don't want to. I'm pretty sure it is. Now that, yeah. Oh. Well, I guess maybe you could phrase it a little differently in that a movie that's rated PG-13 can have one occurrence of the word fuck. Yeah, it doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling it now. Can you say fuck in a PG-13 movie? I'm pretty sure you get one. Um. Yeah, they yes. can only have one. As long as it's in a non-sexual context. So you could say, oh. fuck you, but not let's fuck. Thanks for clarifying what sexual context means. Yep, no problem. I know that some people just don't know what that is. Yeah. So just to clarify, this so, movie yeah. is not rated PG-13. But if you said what the about word- all the times I go, fuck you, don't mind if I do? Oh, oh yeah, R. that's a twist, and that's sexual now. R. Can't do that. No way. Get out. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Sorry. I'll start with mine. Um, I wanted one of the kids to say it, but I couldn't think of a good way to do it because they're all, they're all just pure and young. Um, so here's my decom F-bomb. Uh, there is uh, a, a, a serious conversation that Sydney and her dad have after it's found out that she went surfing without his permission and she got hurt. Um, she comes home, and he's like, where have you been? What's going on? And her, she, like, doesn't know how to tell him, so she, she, she preambles a bit, and she's like, uh, I've always wanted to be a part of something and not on the outside of something, and I wanted to be a part of it and not just around it. And he says, sweetie, you're not making any sense. 
But what he really should have just said is, sweetie, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it, uh, it, it was the, the most word salad thing I've ever heard in one of these movies. Made no sense at all. And yeah. he's like feeling her head for a fever. Right, yeah. she's saying it. <laughs> sweetie, you're fucking delusional. Yeah, I, I think Ben really wanted to let one out this whole movie. Yeah. And he never got the chance. Well, now you do, Ben. Well, mine, I also voted would have come from Ben. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if others voted for that, too. Not voted. I like this is a fucking election. I vote for Ben uh, to yeah. say fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I elect Ben to say fuck. Uh, so mine was him, too. And it was the first introduction of his uh, very, very high level of paranoia around his daughter going to the ocean, uh, which they don't set up. They, they, they you know, uh, it's revealed, whatever, that he doesn't want her to go because he's worried. I assume, uh, well, we haven't talked about this. Do we assume that the mom drowned? Oh, we know. Uh, it's it's un kind of unclear. We'll get into that. Okay. She died in the ocean. She And, she and because of it. In, yeah. in it and because of it. But she yeah, got, okay. like, thrown into rocks. So I don't That's, think she... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's probably head trauma. Yeah, okay. Skull crusher 97. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a real... <laughs> That's real. <laughs> oh, that's a reference that only <clears throat> me and Ryan will get. Holy shit. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, Focus, James. Yeah, I'm sorry. So... Uh, it's when he's first saying, like, he he reacts very strongly to her not going in the ocean, and he basically is like, don't go there. But you you find out very quickly it's because he doesn't want her to die. So at that, of just her being like, I think I might go, you know, down to the ocean tomorrow. He just goes, do you want to fucking drown? <laughs> that's Because that's how much rage he had when he heard that she just wanted to see an ocean. Oh, man. James, that's the only time I've ever seen your levels do that. Oh, go that high up? Oh, oh wow. yeah. That was impressive. Maxed him out. Usually I'm the only one who does that. You are fucking great! Oh, yeah. Everyone, let's fuck up the levels. Let's have some fun, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm the one who needs to deal with that later. <laughs> oh, give a shit! Hey, Ryan, what's your DCOM app on? Um... It's when Gia gets tossed around in the ocean and Sydney goes down there looking for her and tries to save her. And ultimately, he successfully saves her. But um, Gia's disoriented after getting tossed around in the ocean in a similar way, we presume, to how Sydney's mom died. Mm -hmm. So this little cycle repeats itself. And uh, after Sydney saves Gia and they're coming out of the ocean... I mean, like I said, you can tell that uh, G is disoriented, and and my f bomb would be she she turns to um, Sydney and and Kona and is like fuck, brah. <laughs> very very simple, just like you know, oh fuck. She she does seem other than Ben, she seems like the most likely to just have fuck casually in her vernacular, mm -hmm. like just tossing it around, mm -hmm. like it's a hey oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because she seems older than Sydney too, and I don't know if that's just because she's she's taller, but she definitely looks older than mm -hmm. than yeah. Sydney. Yeah, and acts older too. Sydney, yeah. Sydney being the sheltered little Midwestern white girl. Yeah, mm. who is anyway. thirteen? Also, right? Don't they establish that? Yes. Yeah, 13. quite young. Anyway, last but not uh, least, Brennan, what do you got? Yeah, so one of the main points of conflict throughout this movie is. Uh, 
people getting pulled under the tide. So uh, what happens is that they are they go up on the surfboard, they come crashing down, the surfboard goes flying away, they get pulled under the tide, and uh, Sydney even breaks her mom's surfboard mm. when this happens to her. So mine would be spoken by literally anybody. It could be a passerby, it could be one of the kids at the beach, it could be anybody... But they would say, this is why we tether our board to our fucking ankle. <laughs> because that would solve a lot of the a lot of the problems. I was really surprised that she was just going to go out there without one of those things. because Like, like, a, like a leash? Like a yeah. surfboard leash? Yeah, recipe for disaster. And it was. Yeah, yep, she and fucked up. It was. <laughs> and how? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ain't it so? so. All right, that was the decom f bomb. Hey, listeners, you got one? Send it to us. Email me, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com or call the Tipsy Panel hotline, 914 863 1613, and just say your decom f bomb. You don't even have to give context. Just say <laughs> it. Or just say the word fuck. I mean, whatever. Just yeah. call the number. Yeah, it's a phone number, not school. You can say whatever you want. That's right. Say whatever you want. It's like you're at Betty's house. It's like you're at the night tour of the the adult night tour of the ghost mansion. It's after 10 p.m. We can say whatever the hell we want. Oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) So I think my favorite part of this movie was when Gia's mom, whose name is Malia, was telling Sydney about like, oh, here, this is a special spot at the beach. This is where the whales come to uh-huh. like breach. Um, and as soon as she and as soon as she said that, I was like, oh fuck yeah, we're gonna get to see some CGI whales. Oh yes. And sure enough, twenty minutes later, we saw some CGI whales. They weren't like particularly bad. I was hoping they would be. I, I wanted to see like a really poorly done whale. Like I wanted to see the triangles on this whale. Um it was fine. It was good. It was good for a decom, I guess. I thought that or they were gonna cut to really bad whale B roll that mm-hmm. was like had like ice caps in it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <laughs> should have been that. Should have been. It kind of looked like you ever see the original Clash of the Titans, the one from like the 30s? No. I don't know why I asked that like anyone fucking would. Huh. It's a <laughs> it's really bad. It was like considered like crazy at the time, but it's as you look now, it's just like bad claymation laid over like live action <laughs> people just swinging wildly with a sword. <laughs> and so I it kind of reminded me of that where it just like clearly didn't belong in the movie. The way yeah. very unnatural. Uh just to riff off that a little bit. I watched the Jackie Chan movie Rumble in the Bronx, which it takes place in the Bronx, but they filmed it in Vancouver, Washington. Huh. No, Vancouver, B.C. <laughs> so you see a bunch of mountains in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those famous mountains of the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the Yankees play. <laughs> they train in the mountains. <laughs> Classic. Classic Yankees. They sure love those mountains. Now I'm going to, like, we have the movie up, and I've just been trying to figure out ways in which it's Australia. But they it, it camouflages itself fairly well, except I think the forests are a little different. Yeah. There's Pretty much until the trees. end, I did think it was on location. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they did a good job. I was expecting to see like, oh, this is where they shot Lost. Just like, because yeah. there's probably only so many places in Hawaii where they will shoot things. But I guess this one didn't even make the cut. True. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Because a, a lot of um, movies and TV shows do film in Hawaii, and there is one particular area where they film. But, I mean, this is Disney. I wonder why they couldn't do it. If I'm not mistaken, DCOM, there were a couple DCOMs around this time that did Australia. New Zealand. Or too, New Zealand. Right? Yeah. I think Johnny Tsunami did yeah. New Zealand, maybe. Um, I feel like we did another one recently that was Australia, New Zealand, and they had Australian or oh, New Zealand. Stepsister from Planet Weird. Yes. That was yes. definitely New Zealand. It was. Because they all sounded like they were from New they Zealand. Had, yeah, was exactly what I was yeah. They had bad accents. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so that one for sure. Um, yeah, I, if I had to guess, I would say that Disney just has a studio in Australia. Mm. Yeah. And it's cheaper to just like send the actors there. Than to send everyone and all of their shit to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, true. 51st Date style, which Mm. I think we can all agree is the best Hawaii movie. Hands down. Unbeatable. Best movie ever. (laughs) I have actually seen that movie like probably 20 times. Because it was one of those movies when it was just always on TV. Yeah. It holds up. Never seen it. Really? Never. I would... I don't know if I'd say it's a top five Adam Sandler, but like definitely like a top five post 2000s Adam Sandler movie. Yes. Yeah. This is now a 51st to dates podcast. Mm hmm. Yep. Hi, I'm 10 Second Tom. (laughs) See? Our audience is going to love that. We're going to get tons of calls over 10 Second Tom. Hi, I'm 10 Second Tom. So he did it again. (laughs) Give me tons of calls over 10 Second Tom. (laughs) Okay. Um, Here's what I wanted to talk about. Um, which we haven't gotten into. The realtors. Yes. The realtors are trying to build a like a resort on this island. Yes. Or at least on the plantation, which seems to take up most of the island, and at least yeah. the good part of the beach where everybody goes to hang out. Um, but because the daughter is the sole inheritor, they mm-hmm. have to deal specifically with her. Yes. So anytime... They like need somebody to sign a piece of paper or whatever. They're just talking at this 13 year old girl, which Mm. I found very funny. Yeah. And I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a likely scenario. Like, I I assume that her father would have guardianship or something. Oh, yes. Until she's 18 or something. Yeah. She wouldn't be the one who actually had the ability to make that decision. But of course, this is a kid's movie. So they had to do it that way. Yeah. And they're the only bad guys. That's yeah. another nice thing about this movie. Like, there really aren't any bad guys. There's no villains. Like, they're just trying to get money. And I guess you could call that villainous in a way, but they they are just doing their job. And they're they're trying to get money by giving this family what I can only assume is like an ungodly amount of money. Millions and millions How much of dollars. Mo- like, I just kept thinking, like, what must be the price? They don't even say it in the movie what they're being offered yeah. for the property, but it has to be crazy. Right, like in the year 2000, if it was like $65 million yeah. or something, like just a, a, an exorbitant sum. Yeah. yeah. Like, lo- like generational wealth would have been given mm. to these people for them to create a resort which not great for the local people, but also maybe this sounds like a, a colonizer, but 
boosts economies in a way. Oh, you fucking colonize. Uh, <laughs> as I say it, it doesn't sound great, but hey, who needs a job when my only occupation is riding fat waves? Yeah. But also, when they're talking to the realtors, the uh, Sydney at one point raises the concern where she's like, well, the locals like use the beach. Like, I want them to be able to. And the realtors go, well, we could build something into the contract. They say that. They go, we can make whatever provisions you want. Yeah. They're they, trying to be accommodating. They do, but I, I think I, I really love how clear it is, even to a child, that yeah. like, the realtors are not to be trusted. True. Those two actors did, did some great work with their smiling. It's like, true. their smiles look fake. Yeah. They, they, did, they did very well at being shifty. Right. Without crossing a line into straight-up nefarious, mm-hmm. they really did come off very well as uh, untrustworthy. And we never even get to see their reaction when Sydney doesn't sign it. It's like yeah. a mystery for 10 minutes whether or not Sydney signed it. And like we as adults know for certain that she did not sign it. Um but I imagine a kid getting really frustrated be like, "What happens?" Yeah. Oh no. I don't know what she did. <laughs> I thought mm. they were going to go somehow the route of like conservation of the whales. Yeah. Where, like, she sells it or something happens, and then they go, wait, the whales are here. You can't. And then the land goes, like, it becomes public land or something. I mean, I it thought, already, it, it, it's private land, but in the sense that yeah. anybody can still come anyway. Yeah. But then at, at the end of this movie, spoiler, when she doesn't sell it, it is still a 13-year-old who is the presumptive guardian of acres and acres of pristine Hawaiian land that is still worth a lot of money. Those people will be back to offer more money. That's true. Yeah, this is not the end. We need Rip Girls too. Yes. <laughs> Filmed in the year 2022. Yep, it's time. Except now there's already a resort there. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. The rest of the island is the resort. Yeah. One thing, one last thing about the realtors um, is that when they're talking about the amount of wealth that this family is going to gain from from selling the from selling the property. One of the realtors says, uh, we hope you have your Ivy League college picked out. Yeah. Which, A, is a stupid line. But, B, I'm glad to see that Disney is acknowledging that all you need to get into an Ivy League school is just money. Yep. (laughs) That's all it comes down to. You just need money. That was a good line. Good point. Yeah. All right. What else we got? We got to wrap this up. What else we got? Not a notes. single decom will will um, prevail against the manufactured oh. third act conflict. Yeah, yeah, I did want to talk about that. Yeah, um, I feel like at this time in decoms, it was basically written in every director and writer's contract. Like you got to have a manufactured third act conflict, and you got to have somebody brush with death. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's yeah. Yeah, there were so many conflicts packed into such a short amount of time that it almost left my head spinning. Yeah. Like, for the first two-thirds of the movie, it was pretty innocuous. I no mean, conflict at all. Yeah, yeah, right. Zero conflict. I mean, they 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 surfed. They rode horses. They, you know, Kona was skateboarding. Like, the uh, Sydney did, you know, bonk her head, but, like, it wasn't Yeah, that's not conflict. Serious. That's life, you know? Exactly. Yeah, but then we get to the third act, and it's like, friend almost dies. I hate you. I'm going to sell this island. 
Just one thing after another. I th- I, th- I think they could have treated the viewer with a little more maturity. Like, have them just talk about it instead of immediately hate each other over this thing, you know? Yeah. Like, they could have had a real conversation. But yeah. that's, that's a classic decom trap. You gotta fight. You gotta fight over a silly thing. Can't listen to each other. Can't listen to it at all. Yep. And and can't resolve it. And Sydney is talking about like lies upon lies upon lies. Yeah. When really there were like two lies. Yeah, at best. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah the uh, the third act here was um, really detracted from the rest of the movie, which is not to say that there was all that much to detract from, but uh, it just. It knocked it down a peg. Yeah. I want to talk about one other thing, which we haven't mentioned yet, but I, I out loud hooted and hollered. <laughs> hooted? Hooted and hollered. You hooted caused, caused you a real fishing. ruckus, a uh, real hullabaloo. Um, so at one point, Kona and Sydney, they smooch. They're like romantically mm. connected. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, they smooch at a lulalau. Um, and. Um, so before that, they're like doing their flirty thing, and at one point, Sydney goes, "Hey, what are you draw? What are you working on there?" And he goes, "Oh, it's nothing." And he goes, he eventually shows it to her, and it's a picture he drew of her surfing with a camera. Mm-hmm. But it is a, it is basically like a carnival character artist yeah. drew yep. a uh, drew a picture of her, yep. or it is it maybe the first appearance of a bitmoji. It looks just <laughs> like a bitmoji. Oh my God, you're right. Right? Like, yeah. And it's just her, like, smiling big, kind of looks like her with just like a Polaroid camera on a surfboard. Holy it's shit. It's really good. And then eventually he puts it onto her surfboard. Ugh, that is really good. Yeah. Which is so tacky to put wow. on a surfboard. Uh, yeah. It is. I got We got to grab a picture of that yeah. for the Instagram. It's, it's so very good. cute, though, that they that she's into it, even though it is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in there, in when we their relationship is very cute. You know, like they they clearly just really they they're just you know head over heels for each other. Um, but Sydney has a conversation with Gia early on in the movie where she's like, "Oh, are you and Kona?" Sydney's like, "Oh, are you and Kona? Like, you know, do you like him?" And she's like, oh, he's my best friend. Oh, do you mean like like him, like him? And she's like, and Gia's like, do you like him, Sydney? And she doesn't really say no. But like, it's clear that like, you know, it's it's more mature. Like, she doesn't lie about it as as often happens. They don't like tease each other to try to hide the fact that they like each other. Um, they're very mature about it. But then I think it kind of maybe went too far in in like trying to show maturity. Where Sid, there's like, you know, the, that conversation between Sydney and Gia kind of hits a lull. And then Cindy just looks at Gia and goes, is he as all together as he really seems? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, no 13-year-old has it all together, first of all. Right. But also, no 13-year-old has ever asked that question. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. He also doesn't appear super together either. I mean, he's in a cast, for God's sake. Like, yeah. broke his arm because he was shredding on a skateboard. Well, I'm sorry. Are you shaming shredding? Hey, I broke my arm skateboarding yesterday. <laughs> oh shit! That's no, what the, was, that's, that's why your that arm is. That's why you have a bone it's sticking very out of your arm. Blue right. and purple and red. Well, I was also and, thirteen and when I did it, and I just haven't gotten it taken care of since then. Yeah. Um, just get that checked out. Yeah, thanks. I will. Oh, you sound like my mom. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought the kiss was what was going to make you hoot and holler, James, because that's what made me hoot and holler. Yeah, yeah, love to hoot and holler when thirteen-year-olds when they kissed. Yeah, I was like, I was like, whoa, because generally we don't see kisses in these movies because it's yeah. children. I mean, the 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 late nineties, the two thousands ones, they they had a little more smooching. That happened. Oh, these two kissed, and I was like, whoa, yeah, too much sex for me. <laughs> the other thing we saw that I don't know if we've ever seen in a decom was twice the appearance of a fair amount of blood. Yeah. Because on Sydney her head. hits her head. And then the when, um, I forget her friend's name. Gia. Gia, at the end, uh, falls onto the coral. She bloodies up like her arm and shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's two appearances where there appears to be like some decent cuts requiring stitches. And love blood that. Associated love that. Yeah, love that. Decoms. At least one vial of blood each. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, blood stains. <laughs> <laughs> Gia's blood stains. <laughs> oh man! Any House of the Two House of the Dead Two fans out there? Not here. <laughs> oh god. That's okay. just real. Okay, that that's that was really good. All right, that's a good way to to close this out. Let's rate this movie. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's thumbs up or thumbs down. That's it. That's that's all there is to it. Um, who uh, who wants it? Brandon, you, you showed your hand a little bit first. You want to go first? Sure. Thumbs up. I liked this one. I thought, like, the acting was pretty decent. And um, it's, you know, it's kind of unpolished. But uh, there's something kind of charming and slow and the narrative is, doesn't have a ton going on. I mean, the third act is trash. Like we, like we've already talked about, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of a nice, easy movie with, uh, some likable people. And I don't know, I can't really, I can't describe why I liked it because we've watched a lot more, uh, like, blockbuster of movies that I've given thumbs down to, but there's just something kind of relaxing about this one. So I liked it. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you, Brennan. It was, it was charming. It was kind of sweet. Um, you know, no, uh, no points off in my book, except for that third act slump. But, uh, that, that happens in all these movies. Unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was cute and, for for the fact that it wasn't shot in Hawaii, I really enjoyed the exploration of Hawaiian culture as surface level as it may have been. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was sweet and uh, you know it was it was inoffensive. So thumbs up from me too. I'd be hard pressed to find more reasons to give it a thumbs down. So mm-hmm. it was kind of borderline for me, just because like. It was. It didn't hold my attention, and I was like, uh, "Is this movie over yet?" But no, it was. It was very inoffensive and and kind of cute. So yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. I'm gonna echo the same thing. I give it a thumbs up. It had the most tolerable story of one of them for a while, uh, up until not to repeat again, but that third act. Um, the acting of the other kids was a little tough, but I can very easily forgive that. Uh, the kids could actually surf, so that's a trade-off. Um, what do you think was actually the kids surfing? 
in some cases they had you saw their faces like when they had still shots of them in pictures. Like Gia was actually like when when Sydney was taking pictures, you see Gia's oh, face. Yeah, you're right. She was. Yeah. I just assumed everybody else was just surfers that uh, uh, they decided yeah. to yeah. be actors. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I I it's I I expect that if I had watched it at the time, I might have even enjoyed it more. But even watching it now, it is uh, close to as neatly put together kind of as DCOMs get. So, yeah, thumbs up. And now it's down to me. Was it just last episode, Princess Protection Program, where you all gave it a thumbs up and I gave it a thumbs down? I think that was the last episode, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do we go for two in a row? Well, I'll say that if we do go for two in a row, it's because your standards are too high. <laughs> so my, when have my standards ever been too high on this show? I I, I give thumbs up more than anybody else on this True. show. I yeah. have the data to back that up. Okay, so your standards are low, is what you're yeah. saying? I'm no, I'm I'm agreeable. Okay, well, um, time for you to agree with us, big guy. Okay, so uh, I think about the year 2000 when this movie came out. I was I was eight years old. And I, too, was a kid who didn't really have hobbies outside of, like, video games. I didn't like sports. Um, my friends were mean to me because I was a nerd. And uh, I didn't know if I really had a place. Um, and I think had I seen this movie when I was a kid, I would have strongly related to Sydney. Um, and I think that this is probably the best coming-of-age movie that they have done. Um, I don't know if they, I mean, we've seen most of them. I think I could say that at this point. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I mean, as an adult, it doesn't really do anything for me, but it's a thumbs up. I think that this is a good movie. Um, as far as DCOMs go. Yeah. Thumbs up all around. Love it. Love to see it. What award does this get? Yeah. Uh, the the bloodstains award. Yeah. This gets the bloodstains award. She is (laughs) bloodstains. Because there's enough blood in this to satisfy everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if we if we would have an alternate uh, award title here, but uh, the Hawaii Not Hawaii Award. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not Hawaii. I give it the Whale Conservatorship Award mm-hmm. because this also mm. this movie also made me. This was the thing that made me care about whales. Yeah. I'll have you all know. Oh, I'm Same glad you're on the cause. I'm going to give it the R.I.P. Girl Award. It's a shame that all the girls died. Yeah. <laughs> Every single girl. Yeah, so this movie passes the Bechdel test, except there's a <laughs> massacre of women in this so movie. So every time they talk about something that aren't men, yeah. they end up dying. Get killed. And then the end of the movie is just it's just the dad and Bo and Kona sitting there on the front porch. And then Co- and then Bo just goes, "Well, fuck guys." And then and then they play Santeria uh, over then, the credits. And then he Bo goes, says, "R.I.P. Girls." <laughs> he goes, "He goes. I told you we do things a little different." <laughs> 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 he turns to the guys and goes, "Fucking jackpot!" I don't Hell yeah. Santeria. <laughs> <laughs> That's our fucking show, That's everybody. That's our fucking show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have an Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We have a Twitter at Tipsy Panel. 
Uh, email us, DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com. Uh, call our hotline, 914-863-1613. Uh, that's it. Oh, check out our uh, DCTP uh, cookbook, drink book, cocktail book on Instagram. Click the link in our bio. It's great. You're going to love it. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Hi. Aloha. Jeez, let's send a picture. So that's it's from Tony Hawk. Yeah, that is. <laughs> All right. <laughs>